last week on Glee Boot, it was the end of the Glee Club, but yet not the end of the show. And then they sang Don't Stop Believing for the 15th time. And Mr. Shu looked like he died. And we basically said goodbye to the entire season for newbie cast. But like the show's still happening. But Tina's not there. And I guess that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Glee Boot. Uh, yeah. yeah. You missed the end. That was not the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. My favorite song for this week is also going to be Total Eclipse the Heart. <laughs> um, it did not happen this week, but you know what? I'm going to go with it. Also, I just got to tell the listeners that today is going to be really rough. I was texting Helen and Alyssa and I was forgetting the episode as it was happening to me. So... I don't remember anything that happened. Listen, I legit forgot to watch it last night and like the entire weekend. <laughs> so I watched it while I was working, uh, which means I didn't watch it. I listened yeah. to it. <laughs> Perfect. So that's what I'm going on. <laughs> Honestly, you might have a better chance of remembering it than I did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you missed the fact that the uh, until Mercedes showed up, the only diversity in the show were the background dancers, because this is probably the whitest episode of Glee, and somehow more fairy tale like than when we first talked about how them going to New York looked like such a fairy tale. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so bizarre. But anyway, so. Welcome back to Glee Boot. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. Yeah, welcome back to Glee Boot, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee one episode at a time. I'm Cullen. Alyssa. I'm Hannah. And uh, today we have a very special guest, a uh, former coworker of mine, uh, Hollywood writer, Gabriella Varley. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. It's nice to be here. Yes, we've like mentioned and like thrown it out there like a few times of like oh we should have gabby on the podcast and so i was like it's time the most bewildering episode where they're like rebooting the show halfway through a season and almost near the end of the show <laughs> what and it, it, this doesn't is not like bisect season five does it no, we're over no. halfway through season five. What is this, like yeah. three-fourths or something? Yeah, we're like, <laughs> we're near the end of the uh, the season. It's <sighs> bananas. That's a weird place to do this. <laughs> Real weird. I'm, I'm very thankful that this is... Oh, sorry, I have a plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. We can't hear it, so... Yeah. I am very thankful that this is the episode that I got because it has people, all people that I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Season four and five was kind of like touch and go with people like, who are these people again? Uh, yeah. Never but, forget uh, Cassie reading off her tabs. <laughs> who is Marley Glee? Who is Ryder Glee? <laughs> who is Ryder Glee part two? Uh, yeah. No, this was uh Oddly, I felt kind of nostalgic, but I do have to say this is the weirdest composition of the original characters. <laughs> Let's just I have to get that out there. It's so weird. Like, okay, Rachel and Artie are speaking. <laughs> yeah. I don't when think they've ever happen? done that before. Uh, and then so, they can together. 
a really heartwarming one too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Gabby, what is your journey with the show Glee? Um, I didn't watch when it was like when it first started and there was all that hype. I didn't watch it right away. Um, I was hanging out with a friend who was quote like, who was just like wink, wink, like just a friend. Um, and she was very much like, Oh, you should watch the show. It's great. And I was like, okay. We like, um, watched an episode on her bed. And then I was like, I must watch this show. (laughs) Uh, and that's how I got into Glee. And, um, she and I are engaged now. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Thank you, Glee. You're bringing people together. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. We could argue that's the best thing Glee's ever done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I I, I watched it for a while because I did think it was fun. And then around probably where most people fell off, like somewhere around like season three Mm -hmm. is probably where I went away. Yeah. Yeah. And then it completely has left all, all, all of my brain until uh, <laughs> this moment. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> so did you, uh, did you take the BuzzFeed quizzes? I did. I did take those BuzzFeed, but a couple times too, not just the one. Oh, nice. <laughs> you wanted the official answer. Yes. And I got three times very solidly that I am Quinn. <laughs> so, so many Quinns. So many Quinns and just like, <laughs> I just feel like you're so not a Quinn. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Did you answer the questions differently every time and you still got Quinn every time? Well, see, insanity is like doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I 100% did the same things with it. Maybe like one or two questions. I was like, right. what if I was between yeah. these two? You know, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't do a whole new me, you know, like this yeah. time my favorite color is green. <laughs> I did it the same pretty much uh, with nice. the exception, but I'm guessing there's like the one core question that always gets you a certain character. Right. Makes sense. And who is your Glee boyfriend? My Glee boyfriend is Blaine. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, I mean, we find Maybe, out. I don't know. This episode is questionable. <laughs> he's, he's a little clingy, but you know what? Things work out, I guess. I deserve too, too financial, well. financial compensation from Ryan Murphy for having to watch this episode. Wow, I am moving in with my boyfriend. Not before. <laughs> wow, I am doing it during the process. Oh wow. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are probably way more mature because we're talking about what a 19 year old and 18 year old, right? Just out of high school. Yeah. A lot of life experience. Yes. And I, when we get to talking about the clinginess, I feel like there was a simpler solution that. Is it breaking up? No, (laughs) we'll get there. They're not broken up. They only no, move. No. They only live they, separately now. Yeah, which but they're you not know, even like a royal couple. Yeah, they're freaking. They're not boyfriends. They are husbands. They're, they're fiancés. Fiancés. Did they got married? Didn't they? No. No, not oh, no. Yeah, no. That was the proposal. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That whole thing okay. was the proposal. That was the first. That was how the season time. opened. That was yeah. the four hundredth time that everyone from wherever came back, except for Quinn, right? 
Yeah. And Quinn only comes back when she's like, I guess I'll do this one. That was definitely living in my memory as like the wedding. I mean, it has the <laughs> extravagance. It does. Sense. It has wedding vibes. So um, I would like to start the podcast by saying that Alyssa is again wearing recreational sports team t-shirt. I love it. I'm so glad. Thank you. <laughs> was I wearing this last week? Yeah. Uh, one of the week. I don't yeah. know. They're all blurring together. Uh, so what are we drinking today? I am finishing the last Topo Chico seltzer. Hard seltzer. Colin and I are drinking uh, the poison that Sue gave to Will. I was going to say it kind of looks, it's a lava lamp. They're drinking lava lamps. Yes, we're drinking the lava lamp. It is uh, strawberries. So I like, okay, first of all, like Budweiser? Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. That is in September. That is a misnomer. So, but we're at, I'm at Panera with Rafa, who, if anyone who's listening doesn't know, is Mexican. And he was like, oh, look at all these flags. That's so cute. And then, like, there was, like, the very sad realization, like, the joy of his face faded when he realized he's like, oh, it's for Cinco de Mayo. But then that whole conversation made me like, like I do want a margarita. So then I went to Ralph's and got this strawberry. Yeah. It's a delicious. Budweiser. No, no, it is. It came like from in a bottle. Yeah, like a glass bottle. So fancy. Yeah, glass. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good. <laughs> it is pretty good. What are you drinking, Gabby? I am drinking a homemade sugar-free sparkling soda in honor of Blaine's Soda Stream. <laughs> Ooh, good one. Good one. That's good. That's, yes. that's fantastic. How also, do you yeah, make no. homemade sparkling soda sugar-free? How, how do you do it? Well, he, in the show, he used a soda stream, but <laughs> I just had some orange juice and some sparkling water and I just mixed it together. It's not sugar-free at all. Okay, okay. <laughs> about to be very, very impressed. Dedication. Not that I'm not impressed by the dedication of mixing two drinks together because that is, in fact, something that I do a lot and it does take dedication. <laughs> okay, it's but I do want to say strawberita from... Uh, from uh, Bud Light is still a thing, apparently. I remember someone in my family brought them to like a, a family picnic and loved them and told everyone like how great they were. And then I was forced to drink one. It was horrible. But I, I'm glad that what you guys are having is much better. The, the Bud Light seltzer water or hard seltzers are actually pretty good. They're, they're flavorful. I mean, oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on those. <laughs> I, I've heard that people are like Budweiser should just stick to beer. <laughs> so, uh, but I think everyone's got their own brand of hard seltzers now. And it's, it's like, I'm just going to stick to what I know. I think I spend money. I a new one every week. No, I'm afraid to spend money on stuff. That's like not going to be tasty. You know, she likes to uh, stick to the status I want people quo to whoa 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 <laughs> like to pop and lock jam and whatever break <laughs> trust me i know my high school musical anyway we're talking about glee anyway okay so the segment that we i always forget to add to our very detailed outline so it surprises all no, the guests it's perfect i love that it's a surprise 
Smash Mary Kill. Oh. This week, the <laughs> theme is if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. I don't know what that means. And none of the characters are from Glee. I made the chart and then I realized <laughs> that. Kellen, are you secretly transitioning us into a teen drama podcast right now? So we have uh, Penelope Featherington from Bridgerton. We have Dan Humphrey from Gossip Girl. And we have Mona Vanderwall from Pretty Little Liars. If you know, you know. If you don't, you know. I don't know what that means. Okay. They all have something person? in common, but to say what it is is a spoiler. Uh, twist in the story, <laughs> I'm going to guess. Who is oh, the yeah. second person? Dan Humphrey. How do I spell that? Hum- do you have pictures this week? Yeah. From who? <laughs> From where? From Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I know who he is. His name is Penn Badgley, and he was named after the tennis ball. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I used to be a Postmate uh, years and years ago, and one of, like, I think the, the highest celebrity I delivered to was Chase Crawford from Gossip Girl. And oh my Glee. god. He was and on Glee. a couple episodes ago. <laughs> he had his nose pinched <laughs> by Quinn. <laughs> you did that. You did that. Oh, I did that. Wow. <laughs> I delivered a chicken piccata and I think, you know. <laughs> oh, chicken. I love that you so remember the, the order, too. How could you forget. <laughs> That's true. If you deliver to like someone very special, like I remember what they ordered. Yeah, I'm a fan of uh the reality show survivor and i delivered food to one of the survivor winners who's kind of like popular i don't know like people remember him yeah who was it i forget his name right now uh he went to harvard he was i forget his name i I haven't watched survivor in so long honestly it could be someone i don't even know um Uh, yeah but he he ordered five soft tacos and five crunchy tacos and a bunch of miles from, from taco <laughs> bell i'm so impressed nice. that you can't remember his name but you remember yeah. his order i mean almost, that's almost like a stranger thing cochran. than the person who his is cochran his, his last name is cochran and that's what he goes by in the show <laughs> oh yes okay i know who you're talking about Yes. I'm considering following Chase Crawford on social media and just commenting on all his pictures. Chicken piccata. <laughs> Chicken piccata, pinched nose by Quinn. <laughs> okay, so I will. I love Penelope. I'm going to marry Penelope. Um, and then I guess I'll have sex with Dan because he's hot. And. I'll murder Mona because she's basically insane. Um, who would like to go next? I, I think I would smash this Mona person because I've never seen the show and you said they're insane. So I think that sounds like a fun time. <laughs> uh, I'd probably also marry Penelope and I would definitely kill, kill uh, Dan. He deserves it. <laughs> I have the same answer, but for slightly different reasons. I'm going to marry Penelope because she's a gem of a human being. And 
I feel like I could be a good wife. <laughs> okay. She deserves it. She deserves it. She deserves a good wife. Or, you know, whoever she wants to marry, but <laughs> I could be that person. Um, and I'm going to smash the other chick whose name I Mona. immediately forgot. Mona. Mona. Because she's she's really hot from the picture. But I don't know anything about what sh- she does in the show. And I haven't watched either of the shows of the next of the of Mona yeah. and Dan. Don't know what they do. Um, the picture that you chose for Dan, it looks really evil. So I'm going to kill him. <laughs> well, that actor does go on to play the guy in the show. You. Yeah. Oh, OK. Well, but but we're not talking about the guy from you. We're talking about Dan. What? <sighs> yeah. He, he does look evil, though. I mean, was he typecast? Maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have the same answer. Um, I don't know. I don't like Penn Badgley via Gossip Girl. I don't like his outfits, his hair, or his face in that show. I'm looking at stills. I'm like, that's awful. Um, (laughs) yeah, Penelope. Okay, so I do know. I think I know what the thing is. So now I feel like I'm in the know and I feel really excited. Um, I guessed it because I... I know who Penelope is. I'm like, oh, it must be that thing then if it's a spoiler. Uh, didn't know her last name was Featherington. Thought it was Bridgerton because I was half asleep when that show was airing in front of my face. Uh, yeah, I'm on a Vanderwall. I guess I'm going to smash her. So fun fact, I actually went to, with some of my coworkers, the Bridgerton ball. Yes. Oh my How goodness. was it? Hell I, all. I saw they had costumes on display. Um, I presented myself to the queen. I did not win diamond. I was robbed. Um, I did almost ask the queen, hey, can you free my ancestors in a couple generations? You're going to organize a famine that's basically basically an ethnic cleansing. So could you like not do that? Um, but I thought it wasn't the time or place. Then I'm like, they didn't have to ask her to free like the rest of the empire. Because yeah. like it's only fair. And then like, mm, yeah, so... Yeah. Poor person playing the queen would be like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. She'd be like, uh, so, I'm like so I'm like, don't do that. Uh, but uh, the Lord or whatever brought, he like saw me and he like grabbed me and he was like, you'll be good at this dance. Cause there's a woman dressed as a bumblebee who was like teaching us this dance. That was like <laughs> a simplified version of heads, shoulders, knees, and toes. <laughs> How do you get more simple than that though? You Please tell head. me. You do head, shoulders. Uh, head, shoulders, head and shoulders, head and shoulders. This is no commercial for the shampoo. And then Who and uh, what? they had like the the dancers like dancing. And that was like cool, but it was more fun. Like they showed us to do like well, I know from my childhood is basically cotillion dancing, but they added like snaps and stuff. Oh, um, spicy. Yeah, so that was fun. Um we got all dressed up and they had like photo ops and and like when they picked the diamond, like confetti rained down on her from the ceiling, and <laughs> yeah, um, very cool. Yeah, so I guess if you're in town, when if Bridgerton comes to your town, I mean, check it out. Oh, it's like a traveling experience. I think so. 
Oh. I think right now it's in Los Angeles and London. Hmm. That's a shame. It should just stay here. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I enjoy being in a city where all of the things happen. I think it's a joy. (laughs) And I think small towns should suck it. (laughs) Like, I can do this. You can. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's probably only going to go to like New York, Chicago, you know. Chicago, Montreal, L.A., and Washington, D.C. Okay. That's what this says. Interesting. Well, I'm not going to any of those places. Yeah, it's probably not allowed in Florida. No, no. They're like, this might bring someone joy. (laughs) We can't have it here. (laughs) You could go to Chicago. It's not that far from where you're planning on going. True. That's actually what I'm looking at, seeing if it was going to, how long it was going to be there. 45 a person. That's actually not too bad for like a, I guess I don't know what the base ticket is. I mean, you have to pay for drinks too. Because they have the bars there and you have to pay for drinks. But like for me, it was a work event. So I would have to pay. Um, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I paid for for a vest. Um, I got like a prom style, like pink vest and tie and a new shirt. Yeah. yeah, one must consider the outfit as well when you consider the price. It's like $45 for entrance, but like $300 to look your best. Yes. <laughs> or more, depending <laughs> on, you know, yeah, how yeah. in-depth you want to go. <laughs> My mom actually saw the pictures and was like, oh, are some of those people the actors from the show? I'm like, no. Yes. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, like they... You imagine all... how, how expensive those tickets would be? <laughs> yeah, I just hang out with... Uh, Phoebe Denver. MDD. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about Glee. The second episode named after the city of New York. Instead of New York, New York, it is just new New York. I found nothing new new about it. <laughs> nothing new new. <laughs> no. Nothing harkened back to new new, the robot that cleaned up after the Teletubbies. Wasted opportunity. <laughs> Digs, man. So, wow. Okay, this was just so it's like a they decided. So, just as we realized, okay, the show would be better if it was just about the high schoolers, they're like, you know what, we're gonna do it's only gonna be about the grown ups. We're shipping the whole production <laughs> to New York, not a glee um, club in sight. <laughs> yes, um, this show that is allegedly about a high school glee club is now about about I almost said a bunch of 20 somethings, but I don't think. Most of them are 20. Teenagers, yeah. yeah. Teenagers. Yeah. In New York, going to college, but they don't live in dorms. Um. (laughs) Okay. I have a very serious question. I mean, I have so many questions. I mean, who's living with who by the end of this? I need that answered. So keep tracking that. Um, Also, does Rachel still go to Niata? She had a tour of the show, apparently, because we jumped six months ahead. She, I think it was just out-of-town tryouts, right? Like, how No, they, in, she said it was, it was a tour. Like, yeah. Because, like, a Broadway show, they don't take it on tour before it opens. They take it to another theater. Like, remember when we watched Smash and they did yes. the opening in Boston? That's what I thought, too, because... He, because the producer's like, yeah, we had to restage the show. I was like, what? And then later, she's talking to people i don't remember who else is in the scene <laughs> and 
she's like, yeah, thank you for being so nice about like the road tour for the show. And I'm like, so that means you guys opened and then you toured and now you're back and doing it again in New York. So I think they just don't know how theater works as we've nope. established. But she was definitely talking about, or no, the, the, the guy, the was producer. Like, yeah. He was like, yeah. thank you for being like, a trooper, being a trooper and doing all of the shows. So it definitely has opened. Yeah. No, and but no, it, it hasn't because there's an episode coming up all about opening night. Oh my then, god! Really? That oh. the why would they? So why would they call it a road tour if it was literally just like yeah we went prior. to Boston? <laughs> like why? Why would he like congratulate her about doing all of the shows? Doing her job. Done? Doing her job. Also, do they not have a new okay, understudy? Just, did they just? they just don't know what they're talking about we can't dwell on this forever because you will just go and say it's true i have already we have to move on but something okay something very topical funny girls open again funny girls open on broadway um irl irl being felt scene is the lead and the show received mixed reviews very mixed um some of it was maybe we shouldn't do this show anymore because it's very sexist. Mm, mm. Um, I would like to hearken back to when Katie said, this was before she even guessed the sound clip where she said, Leah Michelle should be arrested for thinking she could be Barbara Streisand. <laughs> so she really predicted Leah Michelle's cancellation. Um, you heard it here first on Glee Boat. Um, oh my God. That did predate that. Yeah. What what does Katie know? <laughs> um, and so there have been a lot of great TikToks about it. One person was like, I love how it's turned people into Leah Michelle apologists. They're like, you know what would do Barbara better? An illiterate racist. Um, and then uh there's also someone was like, this whole thing was organized by Ryan Murphy as a redemption arc for Leah Michelle. Yeah. He's like, what if I save someone everyone hates by destroying someone everyone loves? um the other one that so i sent you guys read the headlines sent it to you guys was like ha memes and then i was like actually the memes are kind of mediocre that they that this article had highlighted but the one that was kind of funny it was like i know that you're really exhausted by all this leah michelle news but like think about her assistant who has to read it to her (laughs) uh the one that was like this is dark magic (laughs) Um, and then, but then as this is happening, we also get this spring awakening doc where Leah Michelle talks about using a lamp to explain her private area to Jonathan Groff, her best yeah, friend. Yeah, gave, gave him a tour. Um, and she also said she would carry his child. Yeah. Which, what? which I just want you to remember, remember that detail for certain things that happen later in the show. So just. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I feel so like confused yeah. at this moment. I have no idea what you just said. Yeah, this, it's a lot. It's Jesse St. James, uh, gay IRL, but one, but Leah Michelle wants to carry his baby IRL or is offering. Also, when they were in Spring Awakening together, she gave him a tour of 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 Vahina. 
using a lamp. I think just to illuminate. I don't think it was like, yeah. <laughs> Not demonstrating how it works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's rustic. So it's been a big, it's I guess it's like a big week in the Glee fandom. There Lee Michelle has come up a lot. Um Darren Chris had a baby a couple couple weeks ago. And he's so. also in a famous homophobes play. Oh. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't really blame Darren Chris. Like, New York as a whole has, like, been like, oh, yeah, we'll still produce this guy's work. But he did go out on Fox News and call gay people groomers and supporting the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida. I was going to say, so did Ron DeSantis and basically everyone in the Florida Republican Party. So, but, I mean, they're not producing plays on Broadway that I know of, so. Yeah. We're going to talk about real life things. Yeah, let's get out of the darkest timeline because that's what we're living in and go to the Glee timeline, which is the, the second darkest timeline. <laughs> I think what you said was Glee 2.0 and that's like the best way to explain it. This is like literally like an update, but a, not a welcome one. Yeah, they're like, what if we took a show that for all its problems was kind of known for having a diverse cast and made it a bunch of white men and Leah Michelle. And then halfway through the episode, they're like, oh, wait, that's a really bad idea. Here's Mercedes. Not even halfway. That's like, <laughs> like three a, quarters of the way through. Yeah. There's like 20 minutes left in the episode and she shows up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Like they couldn't they couldn't bring Dean to New York. They couldn't bring Jenna Ashkowitz. They just were like, no. Because like at the end of the she day. Was the one who was most excited about going anyway. At the end of the day, Tina has contributed as much as Artie to the overall storyline of the show. So why mm. does Artie get to say, but Tina does it? Because Artie has potentially interesting uh, real life experiences that he's going to go through as being someone who's in a wheelchair in New York. Uh, you know. And Which, Tina is not going to provide that, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, just based on recent history, I don't think it's very easy to be Asian in New York. So, you know, I, I, I guess this was during the Obama administration. So people thought racism was over. Um, that's that's honestly true. Yeah, I, I don't know. And then Artie's story was kind of just like. Yeah. So I guess the storylines are we have Rachel and Artie. I guess they're like one storyline. Rarty, Rarty, Rarty friendship ship name. <laughs> I love how it's taken till three quarters of the way through season five for them <laughs> to have a storyline together. Uh, um, and then we have Sam. And then we have the the blurt. Blurt. That's that's basically it. Um Mm-hmm. So Rarty, Lee Michelle, Rachel is Funny Girl's going to open soon. They had to restage the show, uh, which not a good sign, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, especially for like it's not like a fantasy musical. Like Funny Girl's pretty grounded. Um, yeah. So that means the staging was just that bad. <laughs> Um, so and he's like, thank you for all your hard work. You don't have to ride the subway anymore. Here's the town car. Yeah, we know how dirty and gross people are. So we're going to save you from that. 
this is I how mean, I let's be thinking. fair. People are dirty and gross, but yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, has yeah. to deal with that. Yeah. What did you say, Gabby? Oh, he, he just said, this is how I think my star. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I say thank mm-hmm. you. Down guard. <laughs> I mean. He didn't even have any place to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He dropped over at the park and I was like, this driver is probably like really weirded out by her. <laughs> like, honestly, I feel like that's a bigger gift in L.A., because not having to worry about parking. Like, if you're taking the subway, you already don't have to worry about parking. Yeah. 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 And, like, there's an actual subway that you can take. Yeah. I've I've taken the subway a few times in L.A., but, like... But it doesn't go everywhere. Yeah, it's, like, very specific locations. Basically, if I'm going somewhere in Hollywood, I'll go to the Universal Studios station, park Mm, my car there, take it in. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, New York, it goes everywhere. It's somewhat convenient. I just. I just have this very scarring memory of uh, going to pick up something for my boss in uh, Beverly Hills and having been told all the stuff about how fancy it was, but given no parking instructions. Um, And like parking somewhere and someone was like, oh, this is private parking. And I'm like, read the sign but like there was no sign but they could just tell i was poor um, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and like to so the whole experience i'm like mm. uh because as i always say la really wants you to feel that income inequality they want it to you to taste it in the air yeah mm. yeah that's what the real smog is <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. yeah so he gives her a town car which is literally like a chariot like a a pretty chariot like she's a princess with a driver she's not driving around yes. the town car. yeah let's yeah <laughs> and this this town car is packed full of stuff apparently yeah i and, think and, that like is the implication here that like she went shopping and there's a bunch of stuff i thought it was you had her costumes but you don't take your costumes at the theater so i don't know i, oh, I just thought it was random junk it had like maybe like just stuff but why would you give someone a town car that it has a bunch of junk in it. A pre-filled town car. I, I, yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. I was so checked out of this episode. It was so boring. I just assumed and that was that, the first sequence. Yeah, I know. I assumed that she like went shopping before she went to go meet her friends, which interesting. Kind of then makes it that much more. Eek. Yeah, like gross that already can't fit in. But well, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I I would love to say what probably everybody's thinking. That driver was pretty hot, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about that. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't see him. I was looking at my work. That's true. Take our word for it. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He had a good jawline. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like, so they're going. So there she's. She's going downtown. She's like, take me downtown. So they can sing downtown. Um, and not episode. the Macklemore one. Yeah. <laughs> I, anyway. I, I have never been to New York. And I've been watching a lot of like pretend it's a city on Netflix. So I've just, and then this episode of Glee has just like inundated me with like a sentiment that I must go to the city. <laughs> I've never been. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's so strange, like, 
I think this is the first episode where it's both a big fairy tale because, you know, she's made it on Broadway. She's got the town car, takes it wherever she wants to go. Life is great for her. But then there's also like the then there's the other people who ride the subway, which are like everyday people. I think it's like the first time that we see like a gritty New York. Yeah. You know, as someone who's been lost in the subway system while having to pee. Oh, no. Um, it is pretty gritty. Um, yet now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, why didn't I just fucking pee on the subway? Because like everyone Everybody does. else does it. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I think I am? I think, you think you're better than me? You're too good for these train cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I think of New York, I think of, I because I went there once, I saw Frozen on Broadway, I had a bagel and... I don't get the hype, and um, wasn't it Jersey bagels, not New York bagels? New York bagels are a big thing. I thought it was like, are <laughs> no. they not famous? Like Jersey is famous for bagels? No, no, no. they're famous for New York bagels. <laughs> like, <wow. laughs> I have water. <laughs> Should we call up our 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 resident New Jersey night? New <laughs> Jersey like, right like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, the New York bagels. <laughs> That is a terrible impression to you. I'm so sorry. I love you and I miss you. That's, that's probably why I thought it was New Jersey yeah. because T is from New Jersey and he's always yeah, yeah. talking about bagels. Although actually he might be like, no, New Jersey has better bagels. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. To be fair, I have absolutely no desire to go to New York or New Jersey, regardless of where bagels are from. Yeah. I did get slightly conned by a Buddhist monk. When oh, I was yeah. there, he like gave <laughs> me like something, like, <laughs> and yes. was like, "Pay yeah. me for it." When, yeah. when someone that happened to me in Boston, that, that happened to me in Boston. But in Boston, they were like trying to get me to sign up, and I was like, "Oh no, I can't give you money." Or he give me the shit back. I was like, "Okay," um, but here they're like, "No, no, you're giving me money." And I was like, "Okay, here." <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So they're in New York. Um, she's they're singing downtown. We see Artie and Sam. We see. Uh, Blaine and Kurt, and uh, they all meet together, um, and they're like, you know, we're really missing, we miss Finn, our male white lead, so we decided to make the rest of the cast white males, Um, and they're, they decide they're going to get lunch, I think, and Rachel's like, I'm paying, because I'm a Broadway actress, um, it's not like acting is a really unstable career. And even though I'm making a lot of money right now, I'll need money to sustain me till I get my next job. Um, so, uh, Personal Sam- economics, very important to learn in high school. I can't tell if you're being serious or not because Ron DeSantis has a whole like learn taxes in school thing. No, I'm being serious, but not because Ronda Santos. <laughs> um, so Rachel goes. Um, so Sam and Artie don't take the town car. Everyone else does. Um, and then we see Artie's talking about, you know, he loves New York. He loves being on the subway, being among, being among the people. Um, but then a man on crutches steals his backpack. That has because to- it's on the back of his wheelchair. Mm-hmm like he used to do in high school and has his laptop in there with his only copy of the short of his script 
I did kind of feel for that because I did kind of panic because that would suck. No, like that's actually like very, I was like, yeah, yeah. no, that's that's like the first real part. Okay, not the first, but like one of the few real problems that someone's had on this show. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, wow, that that really sucks. That is a, uh, real, world, a real world thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he is upset. He goes to Kurt and Rachel's, I guess it's Kurt and Rachel's apartment. I guess those are technically people living there. I don't know. <laughs> joking. What? Rachel lives there. Yeah. That was her and Kurt's apartment first before everyone just swarmed to New York. And then Santana was there for a while, but now she's in Lesbos. We never saw her there. Okay. Well, so so Blaine is making the soda stream. He's making the soda stream. And Artie is complaining about getting robbed and he's upset and Kurt's trying to be a good friend and Blaine's just making soda. And then Rachel comes in and she's like, I know, going moving, moving to New York is so hard. One time I gave a homeless person $10 and when I asked for it back, everyone booed me and I felt so violated. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, you're... You don't ask someone to, you don't ask someone to give you your money back. Like that—that that was a Broad City joke. Um, yeah, when Broad City was still the web series, the, one of the original episodes, the one of them wants to ask the guy that they just gave money to if they could break the change, and then the other one's like, "You can't do that." So, so you're saying that they really stole it? They plagiarized. I'm saying they're remarkably similar, and we should check a, <laughs> check date. <laughs> like that. The thing is, that's not the first time. Wouldn't be the first time Glee has plagiarized. Yeah. Is anyone surprised it. by this? I mean, no. You know, I wonder <laughs> if Amy Schumer wrote for Glee. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so Artie's like, uh, you're like, cause then Blaine's like, oh, here's water with lemon. And she's like, are those Meyer lemon, Meyer Meyer brand, right? Yeah. Like I can't do those. I don't, I think there's a, uh, like a plant called a Meyer lemon. Yes. Yeah. Not brand. Yeah. Yeah. The store that's only in like Michigan. What is that called? (laughs) Species? Species. Like a species of lemon. Yeah. And then so Artie's like, who are you? You just go run in your limo. And she's like, it's a town car. And like, you're not connected with the world. And like, you don't know what real problems are. But uh, he's like on the phone with the police, right? And there's like super not helpful. And I, oh my God, who makes the the, SV, the SVU joke? And I'm like, and then Artie's like, no, I wasn't touched. And I'm like, that is such a bad joke. It was so bad. I let him watch it out. Right Don't remember. Yeah. Because he was mugged, and then he said, "No, I wasn't mugged because I wasn't touched. I was just robbed." No. Mm. So Kurt, I, Kurt, I think it was Kurt. He was like, he has like a an SVU situation. He's like, kind of. I wasn't touched, but my bag got stolen, and I was like, "Why is this the joke?" Um. And then they saying bag alert, major bag alert. Um, and then that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he yells at Rachel, which I mean, who doesn't want to? Uh, and then uh, so then he's like scared to go on the subway. Um, Valid, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Because um, like 
if that was the thing that he's you know scared of like I, I, I wanted to know like what his like first few experiences were like if people were just like super rude to him and stuff like that but I mean this is also awful and like remembering how hard it or thinking of how hard it must be to navigate as someone in a wheelchair yeah I think back to like when we live in Boston like I'm not all those stations were handicap accessible I think they were all supposed to be, but like sometimes the elevators just wouldn't work. Yeah. Right. Like the elevators would be out. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't, I remember just thinking about it because I mean, my mom's had hip surgery since then, but she was like in the process. Like I think she had gotten one hip replaced, not the other. And like all the stairs she had to take and being like, oh oh my gosh. Like, and I never really even thought about it because I was just running around Boston. Um, And then you're with someone with some kind of like impediment to just going up and down huge flights of stairs. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention all the old buildings, like and what passes for an elevator where you can even like fit yeah. probably a wheelchair Tiny in there. Elevator. Yeah. Um it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. So like this was actually like it was not the dumbest storyline. I'll give them that. Yeah. No, it has a lot of merit. Was it done perfectly? No. It could have been better, but I think there's some some valid stuff going on for sure yeah and for once the person who's condescending to someone is a woman instead of a man so i guess that's progress um <laughs> and then <laughs> for who though for who, <laughs> for who? true <laughs> Artie makes mention that the sidewalks in new york don't have like little ramps like ramp cutouts is that true i've never been hmm. i think some of them do but i'm sure there are some that don't Wow. That would suck. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, even some ramp cutouts, like sometimes, cause I like at work, I'm like carrying carts from building to building of like office supplies. And if you hit it at the wrong angle, like the cart flips over. And, yeah. Yeah. Or um, it's completely damaged. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's scared to go on the subway and then. Rachel is like in her car and she's like, who am I? Like Fanny Bryce was a working girl, work harder, die trying girl, the Bob's burgers musical. Um, and then uh, she's like, you know, like her dad was a bartender and like, here I am tucked away from the world in this car. I can't experience things. And then, so she has, she stops in Chinatown to get some tea and go to an herbalist. I was like, these are real world experiences. You're going to stop in Chinatown. And that's the sum of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really tone deaf. Yeah, it was. I just like the the way she came to this conclusion uh, that she's not having experiences because she's in a car. And what Artie has actually said was that you're a fucking asshole because you don't realize <laughs> that you're you know like privilege privilege yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really not yeah. great yeah uh, did they even mention like actual privilege no no it was like, all sort of like skirted around yeah like, i don't think yeah. the Glee ever mentions the word privilege yeah they just they're like you're just a diva just... you're not a real person yeah yeah <laughs> so weird and so then he already is like looking at the subway nervously and Rachel comes up to him and is like, 
uh, hey, like, you know, you're nervous. Well, let's do this together. We're doing this together. And this is actually like, if these characters are allegedly supposed to be friends, like this is actually a nice thing to do. Like, hey, like, I know mm-hmm. you've had this bad experience. Like, let's help. Like, I'll do this with you. Like, we'll get over it together, you know? Um, and then they get in the subway. They sing Don't Sleep on the Subway, a song I've never heard of, already forgotten, and hope I never hear again. Um, yeah, don't remember it. Not going to lie, though, I have to say this is um, a, a better choice because I was like, oh, she's going to make sure the trunk is clear so that she can take him in the town car. <laughs> that was not her choice. So I'm like, OK, good, good. Okay, there's a little bit of growth here because that's what I would have expected. And then they're like, so they're driving and then they're not driving. They're singing this song in the subway, whatever. And then they have a quintessential, a, a New York experience, which makes me think of uh, when RuPaul gave me the finger on the New York subway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they're, so they see the man who stole Artie's backpack is trying to steal this old lady's purse. And then Kurt just, or not Kurt, Artie just goes up and maces him. Like, Roger's like, you go, yeah. you got this. Uh-huh. Which um, is assault. He <laughs> yeah. assaults this man. Like, like, unless this guy was actively stealing from him, like, that's assault. Like, he just assaulted him. And like, the you way didn't have evidence was the man that was this guy did it. And it just happened to work out. I, I, I wonder if that's why they didn't show much of it. Because it definitely felt like they cut away from any of that action. They kind of minimized that storyline as much as they could. So they were like, yeah. oh my God, it just, and then he fixed it. Oh my God, look at that. Yeah, because they literally cut to them telling the story. And everyone's like, oh my God, good for you. And I'm like, he assaulted somebody on the subway. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't just and mace people. Also, mace, it'll go places. Like, yeah. you also assaulted yeah. other people. Like, get ready for a lawsuit, Artie. <laughs> I was like, that. Like that whole train car is going to get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that train out. car is out of commission slash they're still making people ride it. It's <laughs> <They're just> like <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, God, what happened? Yeah. And they're like, turns out he was a hoarder. So everything was just there. Yeah. Which is not going to be. No, that's literally not. Like, OK, I don't know a lot about people who steal, but people who steal typically steal out of need because they go and sell stuff because they need money or goods or whatever. They need or just even want money. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like the only thing that I can think of that isn't that would be kleptomania. Yeah. Which is just stealing because you have like a psychological need to steal, but you don't actually need the value of whatever you're stealing. But right. It's just so fairy tale that it just works out. And I'm like, in a city with like 80 million people. It's like, yeah. oh my yeah. God, it was mm-hmm. Sam's guy again. The yeah. peak of coincidence. Yeah, and he happens yeah. to be a hoarder. I'm like, how does he afford the space to be a hoarder? He's not selling what he's stealing. <laughs> Great question. Didn't even think about that. Like, yeah. So that was just, that was like too much. Like, I get that you don't want to like punish Artie too much, but like, yeah, that was just so. Yeah, just weird. Yeah. It wasn't even the only convenient thing in the episode. No, this is like when we were talking about New York being fairy tale land, this is like 
high <laughs> peak. Yeah, the peak <laughs> moment where we're in fairy tale land here. I want Kate Hudson as Cassandra July to come and be like, you don't deserve this laptop, Artie, and broke it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to be hard on you to make you a better director. <laughs> <laughs> Now this I'm happens to every director. <laughs> oh, well, is that person Kitty? Because that person is underage. But also, is he dating Kitty? Don't even know. I think like, we don't care about forgotten. their personal lives. We don't uh, care about their personal She's junior, right? She's junior? She was. I'm pretty sure she was supposed to be a sophomore. So oh, now well, either she's, way, she's back at the high school, which is Yeah, because so no if we're six months ahead... We're in what November, so they're like almost done with the first half of their the, yeah first half of the year. year. We skipped six months. Yeah, was yes. that like on a title card or something that I missed because I wasn't looking at the TV? I think they said it. <laughs> they may have said it, but now I'm like, was there a title card? I don't remember. <laughs> no, I think I think someone said it like really early on. Okay. I think it was in the Rachel producer thing. So wait, so Santana and Brittany are still on vacation after six months. Well, the recap <laughs> also says that, like, yeah, they're on an extended vacation. So that's like the the explanation that like they're going to be in the show, but they're just not here right now. This is the Santana uh, Naira Fairley and Michelle are feuding, so we wrote her off for a few episodes <laughs> to give her a mental health break from Leah Michelle. Oh my. Um, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so that's really the end of Rarity. Um, so she's gonna help him ride the subway, subway, as long as he gives her a tongue lashing. Ugh, hate that. Um, <laughs> each time she gets out of line. Um, Miss that line. What's best about this is I am a hundred percent sure they will never reference this arrangement again. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Next. Yeah, next. Uh, <laughs> this so episode sad. sucks. But like in a totally different way. Like the other ones were like boring, but this is boring. I would rather watch Puppet Master. Yep. At least there was something interesting happening. And by interesting, I mean bananas. Insane. Yeah. I have no idea Hi, what Puppet Master is. The the glee that I remember was like fun and colorful and had like slushies being thrown in people's faces and like do 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 like fun <laughs> like acapella and none of that happened in this episode and I was like is this the same show we've strayed so far <laughs> no but really though the show is so lost it does not know what it is what it wants to be like and having and like you think I guess it's a little more gradual for us because we've watched each episode in order. But no, <laughs> it has not been gradual. I feel like I've been slapped in the face. No, but like it's every still, time I watch, like it Down feels, <laughs> it does just feel like the show is so lost. It doesn't know what it is. And like, it is so different from back when they were first singing, keep holding on. And this like, episode. Was pregnant. Yeah. Not to like bring up our, our screenwriting past like at school but like it reminds me of like an episode we would have written as a group for like our sitcom class or on one of our other classes like that's kind of what it feels like it's like haphazardly put together it's like like little nuggets of who we think the characters are did you say 
haphazardly. I did. It got it from a, a, a true crime and paranormal podcast I listened to called, and that's why we drink. Fellow BU com alums. Oh, okay. Fun I fact. just needed to check because I was like, yep. something bizarre. No, I think haphazardly. <laughs> like, did, I, did I hear that right? Yeah. Yes. Haphazardly. So, um, Sam, I guess, has just been playing coasters and he's he's playing Roller Coaster Tycoon on Blaine's couch. Basically what I did during the pandemic. Um, Also did not know Roller Coaster Tycoon was on some sort of console. Um, I don't think it was. I don't think it is, though. (laughs) It, It might be like one of like the newer ones. Yeah. But he's talking about like an old map. Yeah. Millennium Minds so, is from the OG. I have to Google it now. I just want to know, like, how, if it is not, who exactly decided that it was? Like, how did they get this in their brain? I think that they're like, okay, he's playing video games. He has a controller because I guess PC gaming wasn't cool yet. <laughs> um, but I think it's because maybe they got like the license for the sound because the sounds are legit. Like that is Roller Coaster Tycoon. So maybe that's how they're like, uh, insert game title here. We got the sounds for Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> that's not on the console. I don't care. I want to see. I a little see clip the, from the writer's room, guys. Fine. I want to see the line item budget of this episode. <laughs> Three like a thousand dollars roller coaster tycoon sounds. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's he just hasn't been doing anything, and he came in after a run when Kurt and Blaine were about to make out. So Kurt's like, "I know he's your bestie, but we have no space. We we need him out of here." Um, and then so he Blaine like brings it up, and Sam's like, "Santana got to stay here." And I'm like, but Santana was paying for a room. But then if Kurt and Blaine are sharing a room, they would theoretically have a third bedroom space. Yeah, I don't know. So why don't they just have Sam pay to live there? Because he doesn't have any money. He doesn't even have a job. Also, is anyone working at the diner? Cullen, I'm sorry. I have so many questions. Because honestly... If they were working at the diner, they could just get Sam a job because that's how they did it with Santana. And it's just he can sing. Yeah. I mean, he's in the Glee, was in the Glee Club, R.I.P. Actually, <laughs> um, that would be it would be really funny if they had him at the, the diner and ideally he would be an actual adult person who was like referencing a past of stripping in a diner that it's not meant for that. It would be funny if he was an adult person at the time that he was a stripper. <laughs> not quite so funny now that I'm thinking about it, but. So yes, because he was a child stripper. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't think that Rollercoaster Tycoon, the original game is on any sort of. No. Uh, whatchamacallit console. console they have like they have console ports for like diff- newer versions of the game I've, okay. I, there's Parkitect is on that that's what I played during the pandemic oh fun I've never played that one I'll have to try it out yeah um, it very Love much would overwhelm games. my computer um, oh yeah 
Yeah. Uh, so then, uh, so they're like, Blaine's like, you need to get out. Like, I won't have you be upset. And like, when you're full, like staying inside and scared when you're in a city full of opportunity. Cause Sam doesn't like the city. It's not for him. Valid. Respect. Yeah. Totally valid. Yeah. Um, also, isn't this a conversation where he's like, I'm not getting in auditions because everyone thinks I look like a dirty hippie. He tells me to cut my hair. And Blaine's like, maybe you should cut your hair. He's like, no. And I'm like, Blaine kind of has a point. Like you're in an industry where like it matters so much what people think of your looks. And I mean, we've hated his hair since the moment that we found out it was long. So yeah, I think I, <laughs> I love how you phrased that. Not since, <laughs> like, since it was the episode where it was first long, since we found out it was long. <laughs> since we <laughs> were <laughs> informed via the show, the visual medium of the show. Well, he gets he gets sandied in Greece, you know. He, he does end up cutting his hair to conform, even though he says that he likes his hair. And shouldn't we list, like, listen to who we are and what we want to do? And they're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think maybe the reason one, the actress by like, I don't want to have long hair anymore. Or was the show was like, we don't want you to have long hair anymore. Either one. And then also the show was like, turns out everyone celebrated when they thought they saw the last of shoe. So we should probably just like disregard any advice from shoe. <laughs> and by doing that, we will do this plot line. <laughs> Completely undervalue anything the man has ever said to these children. <laughs> I was surprised they did the actual haircutting scene. Unnecessary. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I don't need this in my life. It, we spent a lot of time watching Sam get his hair cut. And I, I'm pretty will, sure it was like real. I will I will argue that this is probably the best cinematography in the episode. It was all backlit, mm. beautiful shots yeah. of the shears and the hair. It was really nice. And I wish the same amount of thought and care that went into that scene went into some of maybe the dance sequences. Yeah. Or just the story. <laughs> I, I would say this. It yeah. was pleasing to watch, like, aesthetically yeah. pleasing. You know what they could have been seeing at the same time? Total clips of the heart. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was just suggesting a couple songs that they could sing. Uh, oh. They could sing uh, Hey There, Delilah. Oh, God. By no, the I plain hate white tees who are okay. on iCarly. That's um, not awful. <laughs> uh, but it's Delilah haircutting. They could sing Hallelujah uh, <laughs> from the Shrek movie. Haircutting. Obviously. I <laughs> uh, don't know who sings it, but I do know it's in Shrek. Um, and then. <laughs> I think it was uh, in other things before that. I think it was a song all by itself before that. No, and actually, I do think statistically it like blew up after being oh, in Shrek. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, so did everyone's love of donkeys and ogres. And then, yeah, true. <laughs> okay. uh, and or they could have sang "Samson" by Regina Spector. Deep okay. cut. Yeah. Deep I, cut, I, but I think that one makes the most sense. Yeah. Hey which there, would, Delilah. Which just, if it makes sense, oh. it wouldn't I guess Halo's Delilah kind of. <laughs> kind of <laughs> no room for that kind of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they basically, they, so Blaine takes, before they get to the haircut, Blaine takes oh, Sam yeah. outside, they go to Times Square, and they're just singing, this is going to be the best day of my life. I did see that band in concert once. I don't understand why don't this is going to be the best day of his life because Blaine isn't doing anything to actually help him. He's just like, 
let's go outside and enjoy the city. They don't like, even like go for a run in the park, which I mean, Sam was already doing. They're not, it's not even like, I mean, they're too young. They're not like, they're like at a bar having fun. It's not like they're like going to do something. They just go to Times Square and join a dance team. Well, and in a drum circle. Which yeah. I have questions about because this dance team had all branded shirts. It was like Ooh. the city crew. And I looked them up and they were a dance crew in East Bushwick. So I'm assuming this is like a real dance crew that they made a collaboration with for this episode. Right. And they shot that whole dance sequence so horribly. Yeah. Because there's like the guy in the middle doing the dance and he's doing his thing. And then the camera is on like. Sam doing nothing but like bobbing his head like a chicken and this guy you see half of his body like doing an amazing twirl yeah I don't don't know it was not great where was the where was the blocking for this yeah (laughs) they're like we have an hour in this section of Times Square we gotta really go fast (laughs) go (laughs) yeah this is the fastest Times Square number since Catherine McPhee and Megan Hilty (laughs) doing that Rihanna song in Smash um oh (laughs) so Sam is like why is it called Times Square if there aren't any clocks he sees himself. Okay. He sees himself. His yeah, models it's like a the, dream sequence. Yeah, yeah, so like it's not clear. I wasn't sure if, if he had had ads before because I haven't seen the whole run of the yeah. show. So I was like, are those actually? Is that actually him? He said he hasn't booked anything, and I was like, oh, is it just mm-hmm. him imagining? And I don't know. It's, it's like they everything, everywhere, everything. all at once. Yeah, <laughs> go see the movie in theaters. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it is. Again, Glee, Glee is like, we're not deciding if this is diegetic or not. But then Blaine is like, you just danced. Like, you just performed in the middle of Times Square. You can do anything. I'm like, so that was diegetic. Like, that was happening. But does that mean that people were dancing on the subway with Rachel and Artie? <laughs> Don't ask any questions. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whoa, you might blow this whole thing up. <laughs> what? <laughs> plot and diegetic holes what no and like i feel like within the high school like of the three of us i was the least of a stickler about the blurriness but i feel like in the high school it made a little more sense but now we're in these real world situations yeah and i think it just makes it even more obvious that they don't know how to do these numbers like um so that blaine's just like yeah you can do anything um he does ride uh sam like piggyback ride him yeah. at one point yeah that was i'm glad you um specified <laughs> <laughs> i was like what are we talking about i missed that in the glee boat um <laughs> and then uh so then uh so then sam just decides he's gonna get his haircut um and so he goes he has the we he's like i need a change or whatever um, he brings in um, a magazine with Brad Pitt's face on it, but I'm pretty sure it was Brad Pitt in like 2004. Yeah. So very timely. Well, they couldn't do Brad Pitt at the moment because I'm pretty sure in the like hands yeah, he, he had long hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. interesting. What year was this? Like 2014, maybe? 2013? Yeah, 2013. I think it might have been shot. And they then- could have sang Ireland from the Legally Blonde musical where the number one reason behind all bad hair decisions is love. Mm. Um, 
So it's hard to be the only theater kid on a Glee podcast. Um, um, Colin, can I just say, we went to Lily Blunt at BU, right? (laughs) Together, yes. I don't remember a single thing about that musical. Because I literally remember remember Did I actually, was I there? (laughs) I remember being like, oh, what did you think? And like, basically getting like a non-answer. Like... I literally like I remember sitting there I remember seeing people on the stage and it's just blackness I don't remember this is complete darkness nothing's there was I well did I seem sick we were in grad school so we were not well Um, the fact that you have an expectation that a memory should be there is astounding to me well because like I love musicals like I just I do and I love seeing them live I, I remember distinct parts of like Newsies and uh, um, Book of Mormon that I saw live. Like I remember like a lot, but I don't remember. I, I can relate. I just saw Hades Town on Saturday and already it's a blur. That's so crazy. I, I yeah. Was it good? I, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I kept the playbill so I can like read it because I usually like to read it in between things mm-hmm. and I didn't get a chance. <laughs> so hopefully that'll like bring me back up to speed with what had happened. <laughs> but I do, <laughs> I do remember I thought that it was, it was a lovely time. Also, you're 100% right. 2013 World, uh, World War Z was around. Brad Pitt, long hair. Nailed it. Never forget a Brad, hit, Brad Pitt hair moment. <laughs> important <laughs> so they uh so sam gets a haircut i mean he does look a lot better with the haircut um yeah. so then he like apparently goes to the modeling agency and just like he's like hey, they took new shots and i i did the thing and i i got a job got um, bubble butt bubble Surprise. butt underwear yeah someone in this group goes to new york and gets the job they want what? <laughs> I could have never predicted. Yeah, instantly. Yeah. yeah. All it took was a haircut. There was yeah. nothing else wrong. It was no just grass, the hair. No hustle, no tears. Just no. Yeah. Nobody wants to work anymore. Good intention. <laughs> okay, Kim. <laughs> Nobody wants to work anymore, yet I will wear Marilyn Monroe's dress to the Met Gala. <sighs> Her hair is platinum again, right? I don't I know. I saw that. I saw the dress. I keep seeing her and Pete Davidson together. And I'm like, I could not care less. Yeah, I, I just love the meme that was like Britney Spears doesn't know who Pete Davidson is. And someone replied, she's so lucky. She's a star. <laughs> star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. Brief Marilyn Monroe sidebar. Everyone talks about her affair with JFK. There's like really only ever interacted twice. Yet there was a man a gay man that was in love with JFK. They went to school together and JFK moved him into the white house with them. And this would regularly receive oral sex from this man. Um, when he couldn't get laid by a woman, he had this man around and Jackie did not like it, but he was there living in the white house. And he like crossed paths with Marilyn Monroe. Like, like, I think the only certain time is when she sang him happy birthday, but I think there may be one other time, but like, there's like very little evidence that they ever had an affair. Um, um, listen, I saw Smash. Like, I know it happened. So, like, I just want to say that. I just want to point that out. Uh, especially I need because... To, 
I need to learn everything about this this situation. Not right now. I can look up. On my own, <laughs> yeah, so. especially because it is May, which the song "The Last Few Months of May" is from Camelot, JFK's favorite musical, which may not have been his favorite musical, but Jackie framed it as his favorite musical, um, and that's how it's remembered. Yeah, lots okay. of fun facts. Yeah. Um, Oh, hi, Suki. She's coming out of hiding. Yep. <laughs> uh, so she's like, <laughs> she's like, I like Camelot. I don't think the script needs to be rewritten by Aaron Sorkin. Um, so that's what's happening right now. Um, yeah, Suki, not an Aaron Sorkin fan. Did yeah. not pay for his master class. <laughs> so, okay, so Sam is like, I'm going to move into this model house. I wish, okay, in a funnier show, he would have basically gone on an America's Next Top Model and he could have been eliminated in some hilarious way. And, and Tyra Banks could be back and make like a reference to the show. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, the model who runs that, like Tyra Banks, she's crazy or something like that. It would have well, been they, great. They could have done like, you know how there's always, they always make that one girl get a haircut like every season, that was like yes. a thing. So like he gets the haircut, goes on the show. And they're like, you need a haircut. He's like, I just got a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to shave your head, but make sure we put divots in it so you have scars. Because that's going to make you look cool. <laughs> we were rooting for you. We were, we're all, all rooting, rooting for, for, you. for you. And then she could pretend to faint. Great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, or it could be funny if he went on that type of show but like it wasn't like legit and he lost he was like the first person eliminated and like he's recovering from that that could be kind of funny so they so he's brought into this model house by reggie from riverdale yeah that guy i saw him i was like hey it's that chris i don't know his last name and he's on riverdale i literally wrote that in my notes I'm not sure if his first name is Chris. I thought it was. You know, I really it's wish not. they gave us Sam in the bubble underwear, but they didn't. No, I'm not- surprised they didn't because he's had he's worn stuff like that before. I think it would have just would have just been too funny. It would have just been too funny, especially if the the contouring was very. Exaggerated. <laughs> Exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. Which I do think Charles. It was another CH name. I was close. Charles Melton. Yes. Yes. Um yeah, I you know, I do think I think people have worn I know bustles were a thing, and I'm sure men had bustles in like Versailles or something. Um so bubble butt underwear, deep history there. Um so <laughs> He's with this. His roommate is Sam from iCarly. No, uh, is another woman <laughs> named Sam. Uh, and he's like, oh, this is amazing. But then all she's talking about is all the drugs she's on. Um, Which was a lot. It w- was a lot of drugs. And like, she's like, oh, this will help you like not gain any water weight. It felt very PSA out of nowhere. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, oh, no, I can't do this. I actually thought they were going to like go into it and be like, this is the price he feels like he has to pay to get into the world. And then it was going to be like, he was going to go through that and have like experience. No, he wasn't yeah. having any experience. A season arc. What? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what I thought. I was like, Oh, I mean, we've got a couple episodes left. We can squeeze it. No, nope. no, we can't. You want drama? Get out. 
You want drama, you want comedy. Oh, are you, you releasing everything. me from the podcast? Okay, bye. Leave meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Sam just goes back and he's like, well, I don't have an apartment anymore. And then uh, this is what Kurt and Blaine are announcing. They're not living together, which we'll get to in their storyline. Then Mercedes just shows up and is like... Mm. I'm, I'm here. here. <laughs> they realized the entire cast was suddenly white and they brought me back on. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, they don't lock their door. She just busts it open. I'm like, you guys, home you security. Your windows through your car. Um, yeah. So she arrives and she's like, yeah, I got this great place. It literally looks like it's on Sesame Street. Um, <laughs> they're like on the, it's this beautiful, like, entrance and so like they're helping her move in rachel is like busy on her phone while they're moving the couch and she um, conveniently has to leave when they're like hey will you like do something sorry gotta go and then she's like taxi taxi yeah and blaine's like i love her style and then uh so they're helping sam and mercedes are setting something up same and Ikea shelf. Kudos. I have that exact same Ikea shelf. I'm sorry. That was the most realistic <laughs> part of all of these like teenagers living in beautiful apartments is at least they still had Ikea. The like orange mugs they drank from Ikea. I saw some Ikea sheets, you know, realism. It's only Amazing. there. It's only there. Some PA was like, I'm going to do my fucking best to make this realistic. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to Ikea. <laughs> Uh, they couldn't find parking in Beverly Hills, so they just went to the Burbank Ikea. Um, <laughs> so they, yeah, so there's, so Sam and Mercedes are talking and he's like, what about our like sexual, like charisma, like our sexual chemistry? Because they've never, I don't think they've ever officially dated, but they've been like an almost couple for a while. Didn't they uh, actually date though? I, I watched like 50 minutes of, of uh, season recaps on YouTube today. Oh, nice. <laughs> According to the season recaps, they dated. Because they dated and then they were like secretly dating and then then they just were. Yeah. Then Disco yeah. Inferno happened and he helped her get famous. Yeah. And so she's, yeah. So she's like, no, no, we're not going there. And then he tries to kiss her. And then she's like, no. I will bite your hand lips to the off. face. Yes. <laughs> and then just like hand line. to the face. That's great. I, I, and the, I have vague memories of like maybe in season two or three, someone called called him fish lips. And I lost yes. my shit laughing. And Trouty I forgot now. Yep. Trouty <laughs> yep. There was a song mouth. about it. Santana. Oh, I think there was, yeah. Ew. Trouty mouth. I don't remember the. Definitely a running joke. Okay, yeah. melody. It, it makes sense why I've never forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> never forget. <laughs> and then, because uh, she's, so they decide not to date, but she's like, I have a spare room. I was thinking of renting to a couple of nerds I knew in high school. And Sam's like, oh, really? Because like me and Blaine are looking for a place. And she's like, okay, I meant you. And apparently, so her album, her producers are letting her move to New York to work on her album because she wanted said needed a uptown Harlem bebop kind of vibe and she doesn't know what that means but they bought it and she's there because she wants to be close to her friends people who have not really been kind to her ever so <sighs> is she paying for the apartment by herself or are the producers paying for that 
are they like footing the bill for this? Maybe it's part of her like album contract. I don't know. Could maybe be, yeah. it, it feels like a plot line from like Arrested Development when maybe is trying to is pretending to be a producer and like thinking <laughs> at it. Like the way Mercedes is like, oh yeah, I convinced them that I needed this for my album and, and they bought it. That's <laughs> kind of what it reminded me of. Oh my gosh. I remember when I was an intern, not when I was interning at the company where me and Gabby worked, but I was interning at a different company and um, someone came in like to meet the executive and I like came to greet them and ask if they wanted water or anything. They're like, oh, are you like whatever his name is? And I was like, oh, no. But I was like, I should have said yes. And so they're like, you know, come into my office. Take it till you make it. I could have been an exec by now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's really that storyline. I guess the meat and potatoes, if there are any of this episode, is, uh, Blurt. Yeah. Yeah, because nothing else happens. These other storylines are very... I mean, extremely contained. Yeah. Yeah. The Sam yeah, that's one, a good word for it. The Sam one is really to just establish where he's going to be. The arty one is like the C storyline, like we need filler. Yeah, like we're gonna make Rachel a diva again, even though she did this four weeks ago and also throughout her entire life on the show. She was doing the exact same thing to Blaine that she did to Kurt. That was like, oh yeah, like I kind of need some tea. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get it for you. And I'm just like, why are you doing this to your friends? Have you no self-respect? I mean, I did have an opera singer friend in college and like. <laughs> they did you make them tea? <laughs> no, Colin, are you just be, that nice? She, I didn't have access to tea. I was in a dorm. Uh, <laughs> she, it's such she, a commodity. She, just the energy, the energy of like my voice. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, blurt. They are living together. Um, they are sleeping in the oldest old man pajamas. Oh my God. <laughs> he literally, Blaine literally woke up with penny loafers on and hair gel in his hair. <laughs> and hair gel in his hair. I'm like, just like women waking up with makeup, Blaine wakes up with hair gel in his hair. Chris Colfer's hair was like like a meter off of his head. It was like so much product in it. And it's like he just woke up. And he's like, no, you have to be in bed for me to serve you breakfast in bed. I was like, who, who's buying that these two gentlemen who are extremely well-groomed just woke up? Yeah. I mean, it, this is like how I look today and it looks like I just woke up. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and visual medium for the listeners. Visual medium. I just feel like whoever costumed this has not met a gay man before. Wait, you don't uh, wear matching pajamas, <laughs> pants, and top like an old man? Like only some like rich old men? Yeah, like I dress. I dress like a newsies villain. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so he's like, so there he's like, yeah, I'm making the lemon blueberry pancakes and. They're like, oh, are we like an old couple? Um, Sam at one point does say, like, I don't usually take fashion advice from bow tie wearing helmet hair Blaine. And I'm like, okay, good point. Because mm-hmm. 
season two Blaine had good hair and they've just ruined it. Um, so anyway, so they're like, they sing, you make me feel so young. Um, Which is probably one of the songs that is like most old people like. <laughs> yes. So it didn't really help. <laughs> yeah. Like you really shouldn't need someone to make you feel young when you're 18. Yeah, you literally like, are young. Like they're like, <laughs> like some of the youngest people they can yeah. be in a relationship. I mean, also I do have to say um, throughout my notes, I think I have written like four times another song for no reason. <laughs> so <laughs> this is one of them. I think it's one of the first. Yeah. Um, the, the, the relationship storyline in this isn't even about them feeling like they've lost any kind of youth or sparkle or any kind of like flame that they used to have that revolves around youth. It's it's none of those things, but they needed one line to make that song fit. And so they did. Yep. It. Yeah. It, there's nothing going on here. There's no conflict. It's literally just, oh, you're making me breakfast. You don't have to do this. Like it's, kind of an intro to what's going on but like i didn't take it like that until all of a sudden blaine or kurt was like oh he's being like really clingy i was like oh i thought that was just them being lovey-dovey because blaine is a love bot and i'm really annoyed by this and but his like he's literally talking about how, his, like, he's like oh his I, boxers I and class. tank top were like literally what my grandpa wore like as a kid i was like who dressed these men? <laughs> Your grandpa. costume designer, please. That whole beginning of that storyline was very confusing because you did have these three different points. You had the point of they're feeling like they're becoming like an old married couple. They have the point about Sam is in their way, so they're feeling like crowded. We have to get this guy out of here because we don't have enough time for ourselves. But then yeah. the actual story is that no, no, you are crowding me. We need our own personal time. That That's what it was because so I thought their issue was going to be they were going to be fighting over whether mm-hmm. or not Sam should stay, which would be an interesting conflict of its own. Like Blaine is super close and Kurt's not as close with him. And, you know, they're doing this as like a temporary solution to help him. But yeah, like it, it's stuffed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's both too much and too little. And really, I feel like the big costume, the big costume, the big argument ends up being about design and like yeah. <laughs> differences in design. I'm like, OK, well, that that's four problems. So it's the three <laughs> that I mentioned. And then the fourth one, which is like, wait, you can't do that in my apartment. No, it's supposed to be our apartment. This is mm-hmm. four different problems that they put into this one storyline that don't totally go together. no. So Kurt is in a, he's in a mime class, <laughs> which, you know, I'll give them that. That was, Oh, it's a master a class. Day. It's a master It's not even a, like a, well. I think it's throughout the semester. Kurt has learned about. Yeah. Mime. Yeah. Wait. So he says it's a master class, but then he's like, oh no, actually like this is like a class. Cause explains like, yeah, I'm turns out I'm in five of six classes or six of eight classes or whatever it was. Six out of your eight classes. In one semester? That feels like a lot. No, so arts, like, because my roommate was a music education major in college. He always had a ton of classes. Right. That's how they do it, yeah. 
Um, oh, is it because it's like some classes are like they are less not intensive? Worth, they're not worth credits, but honestly, like it's not like like sometimes they had the work of a four credit class while only being worth one credit. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But okay, I guess that I guess I understand now. Yeah. Um, so, which okay, that is that's suffocating like when we had to take all our classes together yeah i you know i once looked at Colin. i was like are we old are we an old married couple and then i was like no, you make we're... me feel so young <laughs> <laughs> no our real conversations were like queen kelly <laughs> or when it's like i can't believe they, that person asked if ashley was hispanic <laughs> Yeah. So it's there's too much and too little going on in the storyline somehow. Yeah, but like okay, Blaine setting up so he's taking six out of the eight classes. That is insane. That is weird. Also, that they're is, in different years. They're yeah. a semester behind. I would think like a, a program like that is very regimented. Like everyone takes these classes in this semester. Kind of like what we did. Yeah. And I feel like Carmen Thibodeau, played by Whoopi Goldberg, is just so not beaten, featured, not but featured, but mentioned. Of. Is just beaten down by these late club kids. She's like, okay, whatever, just please leave yeah, me alone. Yeah, she's like, I should have never let, I should have never let Rachel in. This is all her fault. Like, just don't bring Tina and have her tell me to do what Rachel wants. <laughs> just do it, Blaine. Um, so, yeah, so it's like, and then they're in a box together. They're like Miami being trapped in a box. Yeah. Um, you know what? This could have been a gay men have a lot of gay men have a fear of commitment, and that could have been a great storyline. But at the same time, Kurt and Blaine have never really been out and not okay. dating each other. Like Kurt, like had that thing with Adam, but it's not like Kurt was going around like the grinder scene in New York. Got to be insane. <laughs> um, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like. I don't know. So Can the, we see Blaine tempted by more lighthouses? <laughs> yes. It's in he the just, He drives to Cape Cod. <laughs> yeah, he goes to Maine. He's <laughs> like, I gotta have lighthouses. <laughs> he falls in love with a person dressed as a as a lighthouse at one of these conventions. Yeah. Um so they're yeah, so they're whatever they're going through their thing and then kurt talks about it i literally forgot the scene until just now he talks about it with elliot because i remember thinking is a saint (laughs) dealing with all of kurt's craziness when he first when they first met and then dealing with rachel inviting herself to move in dealing with both kurt and blaine venting i mean this man this adult man i'm presuming that he's like in his 20s because he lives alone in a cool apartment he just needs to get away from these children (laughs) anyway we haven't even talked about the craziness yeah because i was thinking like okay so demi lovato definitely gone we're not seeing them again um but they're still a band but yeah is demi lovato still in the band and then i was like are we gonna see adam lambert again like is he gone i was like so i was surprised i was pleasantly surprised i was like Oh, he's still a character. Um, and then he was he was like, you know, at first I heard you were engaged and I was like, ah, you're too young. But, you know, like you guys really love each other. Like you can make it work. You just need to set up healthy boundaries. Yeah. He I was is like, like, oh, that's 
that's the character being the mouthpiece for the show. Everyone's being like, no, 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 it's okay. Kurt and Blaine are fine. Like they're perfect together from day one. Everyone knows it. And I'm like, not buying it. But Elliot is just the epitome of like a balanced person, like emotionally stable. That's because that is the best advice anyone's probably ever given on this show is have boundaries. Um, Yeah, it's literally like I judged you at first, but you know what? You guys are cute, but, you know, have some boundaries. It's a, a great answer. Yeah. He's like, and then don't neglect your band. I have a song we could sing. Randomly then, for no reason. Another song? <laughs> I and I know the song was born to be a rock star, right? But my brain just keeps playing the nickelback rock star song. <laughs> we all just want to be so rock stars. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> and Look at this grab. <laughs> I would like to point I want to listen to Nickelback. <laughs> yes. I, I would like to point out that again, they set up some drama and then they immediately diffuse it. Oh yeah, like with a song. Blaine, yeah, Blaine showing up to Elliot's house is a bold move, especially because he says like, "I don't have a phone number for you. We're not friends on Facebook on purpose." Because I was waiting for you to friend me. Like he just shows up to his house to accuse him of trying to steal his fiance, and then like in a very wise and sage conversation, he calms him down in the same scene. Why would the writers introduce like all this tension and like actual, you know, story and drama and then immediately diffuse it? It's like, they they, really, like don't be uncomfortable for a single second. This no, is no. a filler <laughs> episode. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like a reboot and a filler. Yeah. And yeah, they don't. Yeah, you're right. Like that could have gone because the they're pulling from when Becky showed Blaine the picture yes. of Adam Lambert kissing Kurt. On, on the, the cheek. cheek and he was like she was like oh and blame was like okay that doesn't matter so to that to create jealousy further down the line does is, he even talk about that picture he does okay I like the cinnamon roll picture so that that could have been like oh we planted this conflict we'll pay it off it doesn't even have to be a season arc it can be a few episodes mm-hmm. but like they're just like no yeah just watched yeah, yeah. gay and- men don't have drama um uh yeah so because yeah blaine just okay before blaine shows up at elliot's blaine is trying to set up well first okay i keep forgetting things so first kurt no blaine brings uh avocado green couch into the apartment that ends up being infested with bed bugs yes because kurt brings this up with elliot has anyone ever had no it's yellow it's It's yellow it's yellow i vote mustard mustard yellow Yes. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> it's it's yellow. Um it's a it's a what do you say like a mid-century piece. I thought I could make it work. Then he pulls up the thing and there's bed bugs. Again, the cardinal rule of street thrifting. No, upholstery. Nothing yeah. fabric. Yeah. Yeah. No, just I, don't do it. Also, why wouldn't Okay, maybe I was going to be like, why wouldn't he just check? But like, he's also 18 and lived in Ohio in like his own house. He never lived in like apartments, never had to worry about that kind of stuff before, probably. That's so true. never mind. I just learned this upholstery rule. It's very handy. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. they even say that like taking stuff that's even just like wood isn't always great either. You just got to really check it. Yeah. I mean, I've had a wood 
And I didn't honestly really check it, to be honest. But I've had a wood dresser, a couple of wood dressers that got off the street for like years now. Well, the wood thing is a big one, though, because I have actually had bed bugs in an apartment before. Not a fun experience. Mm-hmm. And the reason I found out about them, well, well, I saw them crawling on me at night, which was crazy. Oh. But they were living in my wood bed frame. And not just in my bed frame, but like in the apartment. But that's where we found them first. So the wood thing is real. They do get in the wood. I did not know that. We just got lucky, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to pick up something, like leave it outside, like on your, in your garage or like on the sidewalk or whatever and clean it off first or in your yard, let it sit and then bring it in. To be that honest, I do think I remember like the people were literally bringing it onto the street when I yeah, grabbed it. Um, so I guess they weren't they weren't sitting outside. If you're looking, also if you're looking for like furniture to repurpose, there's you just in general, like you would maybe be able to take something and repaint it, right? Uh, but. Be wary, anything with like a huge spray painted X on it, that is a sign that it has bed bugs and you do not want to take that and repurpose it. So PSA. I always thought the spray painted X meant that Hexus from Friend Billy is in it. Yes. I mean, is there a difference? Bed bugs. (laughs) This one for yeah. LA. <laughs> Same thing. Um, so. And a good way to prevent people from taking furniture that has bed bugs is to literally destroy it. So, like, cut it up with knives. Cast it into the fire. Burn it. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not joking. <laughs> Make it something that nobody wants. Make a road trip of nine yeah. people go on a journey around the world <laughs> to a volcano. <laughs> Do you, do you know my roller derby name? <laughs> I've seen it. it uh, uh, I've seen it on Instagram. I remember what it is. I, I don't know off the top of my head. And Gandalf the Cray. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate any and all Lord of the Rings references. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they... Uh, so yeah, so they, are, so they had to spend all night defuming in there or whatever. Um, and so then... So Kurt's tired... Adam Lambert gives him the advice. And then, um, so then Blaine is trying to make up for it. So he's setting up a workspace, which isn't a crazy idea considering three out of the three people in this apartment, allegedly, I guess we're not, um, I know Rachel's still technically a student because that will come up later, but uh, like they're all students. Like every dorm I ever lived in had a desk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. like the number one thing I'm, I like, I, in my new place, I have a desk and that was like my one request. I'm like, Rafa, you can decorate, do whatever you want. I want a desk. Do, do, do they just not do like non writing assignment or writing assignments? Like could be, I mean, even like performing art school, you have to take like the history of music, music theory, yeah. like history of opera, like history of acting, like your laptop and possibly writing essays or whatever. And Jenna, when I was in college, I never used my desk. Not once. Oh, I mean, I definitely I, didn't, but I like always like was on my bed. <laughs> You He's would think that, like, lot, the parents would be like, desk. oh, you're going to need a desk. You're going to college, you know? <laughs> they don't have parents. 
that's actually well, gonna be a funny <laughs> a funny Rachel's joke. parents were paying for the apartment for a while so. yeah it's gonna be a funny joke about when we finally meet Blaine's parents after seasons and seasons of him being on the show how it's explained is very funny because he basically exists has existed as a character without parents like he references them occasionally but like yeah um Basically, Blaine's mother is seen introducing herself to someone that, by all rights, she should know at this point. Oh, I think I may know who. That's interesting. Bert's dad? (laughs) Pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) So, there, yeah, so Blaine's like, yeah, setting up a workspace, and Kurt's like, no one wants to see a workspace when they come into an apartment. Well, okay, so... I thought it was a good idea, like when he was taping everything out. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then when he actually set the furniture up, I was like, oh no, bad choice. Yeah. Bad choice. So I can see I would not have been happy if someone set that up also like without talking to me. Yeah. I think it's the with the no communication is the way. Yeah. Also, does that mean he had to go to IKEA? Okay, so he brought all this furniture from somewhere. And then set it up and he did, he brought it all by himself. Also, he had the money to pay for it. Does this, does he have a job? He's job melting down. Melting down. Yeah, why didn't, so because they do mention that they never even talked about it. They just had Blaine move in. I'm like, why didn't he just like live in the dorms? Yeah, Is Rachel did that for dorms? a little while. Yeah. Yeah, remember? That's how she met Brody. Do you remember Brody? That was a character on the show. Because like she was in the door. She was for yeah. one, for like less than an episode. Don't feel yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I'm not it was it. yeah, yeah. no. That, that's how she she met him because that's where we are introduced. Like, uh, they both have very intense skin routines, and she goes to the she has a shared bathroom. Remember with everyone on the floor, oh, and she has to go yeah. at like three a.m. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember. Because I feel Yet like Blaine, I don't remember seeing Legally Blonde the musical. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Blaine would do well in a dorm. Kurt would have some space. Blaine would make friends and then want to take classes with them instead of just Kurt. Yes. He would become his own person and not just be a love bot. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I have a feeling that that's not going to have any impact on their relationship. They're going to spend all their time together. <laughs> They're just not going to have dinner together every single night. So this is what we're getting to. So they have this fight, you know, Blaine talks about how they just have curtains and, you know, they hear us, we hear them. Um, Kinky. Wanky, as Santana would say. Uh, And then he's like, yeah, like the design choices, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, we, Kurt's like, I need space. Like, we just moved in too fast. Like we still love each other. So they're talking and, oh, Kurt says he needs space. And that's when Blaine is like, who told you that? And he's like, Elliot. And then Blaine goes to Elliot and he's like, I'm mad. I'm in a red pants and blue sweater. Um, and I'm here to tell you not to take my fiance. Like you want him. And then Elliot's like, Mm, I Chill. could do better. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam oh, Lambert. <laughs> uh, he's mm. like, calm down. I'm not trying to take it. Hold the guitar. It's like a body pillow. Um, 
And then, because Blaine calls him a glitter rock vampire. There's also a great line where when Blaine is putting the tape on the ground and Sam is like, did somebody die in here? He's like, yeah, he's like, this at no, in no way resembles a human body. <laughs> and then Sam's just like, and then he's like, no, no one died here. <laughs> uh, and he, Blaine calls him a glitter rock vampire or whatever. And then, so after Adam Lambert calms him down and is like, it's okay. Like you guys are meant to be together. Just you need to talk or whatever. And he's like, uh, they start like singing a glitter rock vampire song. At first, I'm like, oh no, are they gonna sing? Diffusing a song? the tension with a song. <laughs> Honestly, though, glitter rock vampire like compliment. Was yeah. it supposed to be? Yeah, but he, definitely he is. Was, yeah, he was like, I'm kind of into it. Yeah, he, he should, took it. He took it well. He should separate from Kurt's band and have his own band called Glitter Rock Vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Blaine and Carter talking about we just moved rushed, moved in too fast, we need space. So they decide that uh they're not gonna live together anymore. This is where I need my financial and emotional compensation from Ryan Murphy. Um <laughs> because Blaine says we can't go backwards, and Kurt says we're not going backwards. I mean they are a little. Yes, in the sense that, like, the traditional steps of, like, this is what you do. But I think, like, in a weird way, it is also them moving forward. Just, I thought they were going to say, like, we're not moving backward. We're moving sideways. Kind of, like, we're taking a new path to get to where we want to be. That would have been a better line. Just going to say it. Hire me for the (laughs) glee boot, guys. Um, Yeah, it's just... But here's the simple solution. So what's suffocating is the fact that Kurt walks to school every day with Blaine. He has six out of his eight classes with Blaine. He eats dinner with Blaine. If that is not the case and you are just seeing your partner in the morning and that night, which is what most people, when people talk about, you know, our parents have been married for 40 years or whatever, it's they were not yeah. sitting next to each other for 40 years. They were doing their own thing and seeing each other in the morning and at night and on weekends. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like, he could have just been like, I think you should go back to Carmen Thibodeau, played by Whoopi Goldberg, who is not present but mentioned, and say, hey, I want to change my classes and do things at the pace of my other, uh, you know, my cohort or whatever. And, uh, you know, we can go to school together if we have a class at the same time or, you know, not do that. Yeah. Uh, Just like have independent lives rather than finding a whole new apartment, which is hell itself. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I mean, not if you have a Mercedes to sweep in and save the day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was literally about to like have a panic attack for them. Being like, oh, my God, like I can't even imagine how competitive the market is. And like, they're just babies. They don't have any renter's history. They don't have any credit history. How are they going to get an apartment? Also, how did Kurt and Rachel get that apartment with no credit history, no renter's history? Because their parents were paying for it. Yeah, Rachel's death definitely Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. she's like proof of income. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, but yeah, like it's, I was like, you guys are going to go through that. But, you know. That's they're like, okay, well, we have to get Mercedes and somehow, oh, that's right. They need a place to live. Perfect. This works out. 
Yeah, it's just like there was a they could have. Yeah, because honestly, even if you're not living with somebody, but you still have six out of your eight classes with them, I feel suffocated by them. I would. Yeah, that's a lot. Like when I think of like my friends in college, like I'd have certain ones I'd eat dinner with, certain ones like on this day we eat lunch. I eat lunch with these people. Like so, I didn't see the same. Yes. Yeah, I didn't see the same people every day. And some of my friend groups did the thing where they only hung out with each other and then they would always end up with drama. And I could be like, yep. peace while you have that drama. I'm no going to hang out with my other friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, See, I was like the exact opposite of what you did. I had a group of what there were four of us and we went to we had all the same classes and by junior year we were all living together and there was drama but they are all still my best friends today so yeah it worked out proud of you (laughs) cannot be me but i mean on the flip side of that i really only had the energy to make four friends in college (laughs) so cullen comes away with like 25 (laughs) Also works like five jobs. <laughs> Excellent student. Come yeah. on, I strive to be you. <laughs> I'll make that the social media for the weekend. <laughs> Colin, I strive to be you. <laughs> strive to be you when you were 19. <laughs> um, uh, are we old, guys? <laughs> Affirmative. Yeah, I just realized I'm the same age as Julia Roberts' character in my best friend's wedding. I just I that movie, hear that. <laughs> that movie came up. I looked up the plot synopsis because I only know the Jello scene, and then I was like, "She's a 27 year old food critic." A the jobs people have in rom coms wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> B. Uh. 27 but she was only 30 at the time so not even that weird um so okay guess what what this has nothing to do with anything in my new love it apartment i'm gonna be the youngest person it's been a really long time since i've been the youngest person (laughs) i'm kind of excited that's exciting yes thank you you're gonna be the baby (laughs) yeah I know I'm usually the baby, except Rob is younger than me. So sometimes they'll be like, oh, my older guy. <laughs> We're two years apart. Yeah. He's like, I'm dating an older guy, you know? <laughs> so, okay. Um, is that really, that's the end of it? They just tell everyone they have dinner and they tell everyone, do they sing? Uh, yes. Ra- Ra- Rachel has one more song. Oh, people. She oh, sings God. people. It's, if you didn't remember, it's because it doesn't fit. <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with anything yeah this again it's just because it's in funny girl as katie sadly and michelle should be arrested Uh, (sighs) yeah she's singing it and they're having like a potluck dinner it's just like friends isn't it friends is our concept (laughs) yeah Yeah. i don't remember this at all she's just like wearing black I mean, you didn't see it. I you did just not heard see it. it. But she's and then she she sings on no on the subway. No, while she's like walking in uh-huh. a crowd of people yes. and stuff. It's yes. and most of the time you don't see her in the crowd of people. <laughs> I literally could not find her until the very last shot. 
I was yeah. like, what a pointless waste of film. Like, is this just like New York B-roll? And I was like, oh, no, there she is. <laughs> I literally thought the same thing. I was like, why was that? I was like, wow, have they really run out of the budget? He's like, like Shutterstock B-roll. <laughs> 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 and all the money for the sounds from Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's all they could afford. <laughs> they could not afford to shoot one more day on location. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of these LA or New York sets are in LA. Oh, yeah. Like the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. the I don't know. The apartments. Like, they, like Blaine and uh, Blaine surprises Kurt at like a like a magazine stand or like a little coffee shop. And I was like, mm, that's a back lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, I guess we managed to talk about this episode, but yeah, we always do. We always say we have nothing to say. And then it's two hours later. And we're like, <laughs> that was just a lot of questions. Okay. Who is living with who? Rachel's still living with Kurt. Mm-hmm. Is that confirmed? It's just Rachel and Kurt in the loft. Got right. it. Okay. Yeah. She's moving uh, back in. Blam 80s. Wow. Blam and Mercedes Blam 80s. They're together. Where is Artie? I think he lives in the dorms. Oh, okay. Thank God. I was like, is he just homeless? What's going on here? Yeah. In uh, <sighs> Right. In his film school, he's going to film school. Yes. Yeah. Right. I so like in the very like first time we're seeing everyone together um like uh it's Sam and Artie who get like left behind Mm -hmm. and I thought oh they're roommates because Artie's like oh yeah me and Sam will just like hang out here and I'm like oh maybe they're hanging they're they're friends they hang out all the time they're their roommate nope they're just, just a random choice Artie just knows that okay the glee hierarchy Rachel Kurt Blaine me and Sam. He just knows. Yeah, I'm everyone. still friends with these people for some reason. I could be talking to way more interesting people. I'm in New York. In film school. <laughs> yeah, I'm in New York, yet I will still hang out with people I went to high school with. Um, which is always like that was an interesting part of college is when you'd be with your high school friends and you'd be like, wait, like things yeah. are different things are changing and then like the new freshman would be like i'm gonna bring my high school friends and then they'd be like wait this is weird and you're like yep and it happens to all of us <laughs> yep so i guess it's tina time she was not here how much better would it have been with tina they're uh, like yeah. Kurt and Blaine are fighting and Tina's like eating like uh churro and she's just like Guys. she's like Blaney days, I love your style. Kurt, you wore that half poncho that time when you told Santana it was okay to be gay, and I haven't forgiven you for it. Like I think you have Tina down. That is her exact <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah. Then she'd be like, Glee hates girls. And everybody be like, the Glee Club's over Tina. And she's like, I'm talking about the show. Fourth wall break looks right into camera. That's about, but like, really, it did feel like Glee hates girls because like, there were all these women who are main characters and they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the Rachel Berry plus a bunch of men show. And now Mercedes. Oh, and Mercedes. <laughs> So 
I guess MVPs and LVPs. Uh, Gabby, who is your least valuable player? My least valuable player is Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. Great. Uh, the reasoning behind it is um, her storyline affects nobody but herself. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's a lie. That's a lie. She does kind of help Artie a little bit, but it literally happened all in her head. Like in, while she's in the town car, she literally in a voiceover is like, am I a diva? Maybe I shouldn't be. <laughs> it, it, it all happens in that one scene. So I think, I think that was pretty weak. Uh, story. Yeah. Um, I just picked Blaine because of the bed bugs thing. That's all I have to offer. I don't want to give this episode any more energy. <laughs> Um, I'm going to pick the guy who stole Artie's bag. <laughs> oh, valid. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for being a thief and a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm a judge Judy. For being a thief and a hoarder. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going with Sam. Not our boy, Sam. Sam's roommate, Sam. Mm. Oh. Who has the audacity to not be Sam for my Carly. Um, and to be weird with drugs. Um, yeah, which they very much skirted around whether or not they were prescribed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Uh, be at some point to someone. <laughs> so, yeah, going with her, I guess. Or whoever gave Rachel the town car. Bad idea. Um, yeah. Maybe even Kurt. Kurt was kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stick with the girl, Sam. Uh, Gabby, who is your favorite character? Um, this is going to be very controversial because I've already chosen her, but she's also my most valuable player is Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Is this a first for Glee Boot? I think yeah, I, I might have done it with Blaine before. I think. Maybe, Maybe. We yeah. really should have started keeping track like back in season one. <laughs> it would have yeah. been such a fun document to look back and see, but uh, there's you know. no way we're going back and listening to <laughs> Sorry, <everyone>. guys. <laughs> uh, my reasoning being, um, even though she's the worst, uh, it was the most, she had the funniest lines. And like, I liked seeing that trope of a diva and like, I can't like I don't know I, I I thought it was funny even though I've seen it a hundred times um and to be honest I want more I want more extreme diva I don't want her to learn her lesson in one oh, she won't car ride to herself no worries no because she's learned this lesson a thousand times and she keeps coming back Oh, well, if it keeps, yeah. it keeps on giving, so. I want more then. <laughs> Glee does not believe in character growth, character arcs. Keep her the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going with Elliot for putting up with everyone's shit. Mm, mm. Very, very, very good answer. He, and this is not the first Elliot. time that he's had to do this. Like, again, I will repeat, it's been the first time he met these people and then every time since i'm so sorry elliot you don't deserve this also i did refer to him as adam levine in my notes i have that's how checked out of life i was well, when blaine barges in he's like you're not moving in here are you because that's what Rachel that was a great line i forgot about that 
that was great because he's like freaking out and he's like wait this that's not what's happening right (laughs) i'm also going with elliot he is just like in general the most well-adjusted human being and like adults in the show at this point so also his apartment is huge and he can somehow afford it on his own like new york it's yeah everyone can afford it right I want to, I feel like he has a secret backstory that we don't know about. And I really want to know. Maybe he is a glitter rock vampire. Really want to know. I know. I'm like, (laughs) is he a glitter rock actual vampire? And he's a thousand years old and has like savings built up. You want to see the competition? Is that why he's hanging out with people who are younger than him? It gives him life. The drama (laughs) is what gives him life. (laughs) I love this idea. Send it to the Glee Confessions page. I sent this uh, this Glee Confessions a confession. I'm checking every day to see if they post my confession. Okay, keep keep checking. So if it happens, we got a report. And I, at first, I like, I need to think of the wildest confession possible. And then I was like, no, I'm actually going to do a slightly realistic confession. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I ship Quinn with her locker. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh so i think so when, okay if you put this up in front of me and you're like pick an mvp like my blame my my blame <laughs> my brain first is like okay blame he's generally my favorite character and then i'm like yeah he's weirdly clingy like the six glasses thing then i'm like i guess sam got a haircut sam for getting a haircut uh, but I think it's going to be Mercedes for letting Blaine and Sam. I don't know if she's going to charge them rent or if she's just going to let them live in her place. Um, but like, I just feel like she'll have to deal with a lot more smells than she would have had to otherwise. So like, good for her. I mean, with New York in general, she's coming from LA. I think I, I can only imagine I've never been there, but I can only imagine that New York smells a little stinkier yeah. <laughs> than LA does. And now I want to rewrite the Christian song I can only imagine to be about <laughs> New York <laughs> surrounded by your stench <laughs> will my nose feel <laughs> which the most cursed thing I ever heard was a cover of Ed Sheeran's Shape of You made to be a worship song. Oh. <laughs> it's oh. like Lord something I want your praise or I don't know her but I was like <laughs> Colin, you can't do this to me. It's 1030. I'm and that's not even that late, but like my brain. <laughs> so okay, the music. I like we're sitting down. I'm like, I need to pull up the Glee Wiki because these songs are not sticking nope. with me. I've uh, I've got a list. Okay. Do you want to do the list? Do you want to do the honors? The songs were in order. Downtown, you make me feel so young. Uh, best day of my life, rock star, don't sleep in the subway, and people. Snoozed and no, and no one moved and no one flinched. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby, what was your least favorite? Uh, least favorite was best day of my life. I don't generally like that song, and I thought it was horribly shot and blocked, and uh, I did, yeah, and there was no point like. Uh, like Hannah said, that it didn't make any sense. Like he wasn't helping him do anything. I don't know. Yeah. 
all of it came together as a, I don't, I don't need this. Um, I think I may have missed one, but <laughs> the worst songs, in my opinion, were Downtown, You Make Me Feel So Young, Best Day of My Life, Don't Sleep on the Subway, Possibly Another Song, and People. Uh, hated them all. Oh, what a good answer. I, I would like to change mine. I literally am like, I don't even have the energy to pick between them. They all are just... Bad. Well, like, that's and thing. they don't fit in the episode at all. They're like this is the shoehornedness yeah. to like the max. Yeah. And like that's the thing about I say early glee, but even into season four, is you could rely on okay, at least the songs will be good. They won't always yeah. make sense. They won't yeah. always, but like it'll be fun. Like that's the highlight of the show. Like that's why yeah. we're here. They would be fun. There would be spectacle. Like I remember when they did Umbrella, I was like, look how cool. There were fun mashups. There was acapella. It was like things to look forward to. And I was just like, so curious what Glee had become. <laughs> Nothing to look forward to. <laughs> really, yeah. it's really except sh- the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a shell of itself. And I am this. My little sliver of hope is that I hear season six is very weird and bananas. Like they they know right. it's the last season. They're just going to be weird. I'm looking forward sure. to that because season five has been so milk toast. It yeah. reeks of death. It reeks of loss. Like it's just. It's like not fun. Usually I'm like, oh, like usually I used to be like, can't wait to watch Glee this week. And I'm like, oh, I guess I have to do that. I still say that, but sarcastically. (laughs) Uh, What was your least favorite song? Um, It is a tie between two, which is Don't Sleep on the Subway, which I really hated, like viscerally hated. And people, which I can't remember at all. So <laughs> I don't know yeah. which is worse. So they're both they're both up there. Um the fact that they sang Don't Sleep on the Subway, but they never sang Lady Gaga's Judas. Why are so many crimes in this world? Still stings. <laughs> Still, <laughs> Still sting. Uh so yeah, I I'm going with Don't Sleep on the Subway. Like no one moved. Um, Gabby, what's your favorite song? See, now this is going to sound very controversial because I, my favorite se- sequence was Don't Sleep in the Subway. It was <laughs> wow. The, I feel like it was the only <laughs> one where, like, there was a dance number that made some what sense. Like, I don't know. They were in yeah. the subway and the people around them were dancing. And I was like, oh, this is a number. The, the way that the show mm-hmm. used to have numbers <laughs> versus yeah. like, they're yeah. walking in Times Square or they're in a store and like, yeah, or a montage in the city with downtown. <laughs> so th- this one was to me was the most glee from the glee that I remember. It was a snooze fest, but um, yeah, I don't have any more explanations for it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you didn't have much to work with. Well, yeah. To be fair, I want to say, like, as a disclaimer, everything, all of my opinions on the songs are based solely on audio. So <laughs> that makes it worse, though. Like, they couldn't <laughs> yeah. even win you over. Like, the visuals weren't confusing you. You were literally like, no. <laughs> like, that's worse. Uh, my favorite was Glitter Rock Vampire. 
Rockstar or just the star when Blaine and <laughs> when Blaine was like, people and stuff. I don't know what it was. I don't remember it. Don't know the melody. I just there know that they were melody. jamming out. <laughs> there was no melody. They were like five uh, chords. The brevity also makes it one of the it, best. Yes. <laughs> yes. Brevity I was like, every song in this episode should have been that length or shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite song? Did you say? Um, I'm gonna go with Rockstar because Adam Lambert has the best set of vocals. Um, and audio only, so definitely <laughs> won my vote. They were couch surfing in that, or not couch surfing, crowd surfing in that guitar store. Suddenly, <laughs> um, I'm going with Downtown. Because, like, I guess I like that song. And, like, it was, like, there was movement, kinetic energy. Um, shout out to the fact that because I grew up in Detroit, growing up, I thought downtown meant, like, a bad neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay, uh, that's it. We did the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We stayed awake. Um, Gabby, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was a nice trip down memory lane. Uh, I I really, truly want to listen to acapella and drink a slushy now. Oh, slushies. I remember those. (laughs) They haven't talked about them in so long. You know, what's weird is I'm having this, I don't know if it's nostalgia or if it's just like, wow, like the show, I didn't realize how good I had it. (laughs) (laughs) I know when we were in the early seasons, I'd be like, oh, this is pretty good. And you guys be like, call on this sucks. I'd be like, you don't, you don't know what's coming. (laughs) I truly did not know what was coming and I'm not apologizing for anything I said. I I think I still stand exactly. I think I still stand by it, but I also am like, wow, like, Wow. <laughs> Gabby, are there any social medias you'd like to plug? Places where people could see your work or um I used to have a podcast, <laughs> but no longer. So if you're interested in finding me or my work, best you can do is go to my Instagram. Uh it's Goobiv. So G-O-O-B-I-V is Varley. Gooby, very yes. nice. Yeah. Gooby, uh, I have friends uh, that call me Gooby, so it's Gooby V technically. But yeah, <laughs> Gooby V. Um, you can follow Gleeboot on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Have we we'll had a see TikTok if the update? Account will give it will give us access back to our account. We did not violate any community guidelines. They just decided to kick us off for no reason. <laughs> Maybe there's an inside job happening, like. Like Ryan Murphy is maybe guys. <laughs> anyway, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for the whatever we have still on there. Uh, we are at Gleeboot Pod, and you can also follow us on Tumblr, gleebootpod.tumblr.com. 
Cleboot Podcast. Why am Cleboot I still messing this? Cleboot Pod. <laughs> yeah. At least you, you haven't messed up your own name yet. Like that happened. You know what's funny is when you know I go to a restaurant typically just with my mom, and someone they're like, "Oh, what's the name for the?" the reservation or whatever the getting your seats i always say rachel because of an inside joke my mom and i have uh but no my name is not rachel i was gonna say oh yeah my name is rachel right that joke was funnier in my head <laughs> Holds the whole thing <laughs> guys i'm drained this episode is so bad <laughs> this is for rachel you're being done on a bubble gum man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, you can follow me on Instagram at a.m.swearingen. It's like a body roll of that. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Cullen of Rafter. I'm, I'm making slight efforts to revitalize my Twitter and TikTok, but we'll see. I'll let you know. Um, but uh, the episode's finally out. I can't remember if I announced this of my episode of Unhinged Fan Fiction Crossovers. Our, me and Gabby's former coworker Eliza, who is now TikTok famous, started this podcast. Very funny, very funny person. And she wrote a great Joe Biden, Joe Exotic fanfic, which <laughs> you can hear. You can also hear my Joe Jonas, Joseph Gwen Levitt fanfic, as well as a Joe Rogan and JoJo Siwa fanfic. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, next week. Dookie. What is next week? Oh, next week, someone throws something into the ocean. I think that's what happens. I won't tell you what. Um, Are they reuniting the Boston Tea Party? <laughs> if only, because then they could sing the theme music from PBS's Liberty's Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. That's the show. That's the show. Thank you for sticking with us, listeners. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you, Glee Boot. Glee Boot.